Hello, my angel. Hello, it's so good to see you. Good to see you too, and happy holidays. Yes, happy holidays to all the listeners. We are sitting here in our post-Christmas glow. Yes, yes, we are post <laughs> that post-Christmas glow. Yes. Oh From all the it, cookies. Oh my God, I ate so many. Yeah, I, I can't talk about it. <laughs> I... I can't. The the shit I've eaten over the past Listen, like three days. That's what this time of year is all about. Like in my I agree. from like the week of Thanksgiving until like mm-hmm. the first day of work post New Year's. Yes. Is we're like, indulging. Yes. Everyone's doing it. You're lying if mm-hmm. you're saying you're not. Yes. We're indulging. We're horizontal. Yes. We're wearing an elastic waistband. Absolutely. It's just, it's tradition. Yes, it is. Who are we to say no? Exactly. Did you have a good holiday, though? I did. It was very low-key, but it was nice. But I am happy to be back in the city. How about you? Yes, very much the same. Had a good holiday. Had a good time. Always good to see everyone. Mm -hmm. And now it's like that week where nobody knows what day it is. And I know it is weird. <laughs> Everything is topsy turvy. I know it is funny. Like today was my first full day back in the city, and I was like, I need to like get some errands done. I need to get the, some things off my to do list, like things I've been putting off. I did not move the entire day. Fine, that's <laughs> didn't fine. do anything. Was supposed to go grocery shopping, ordered lunch. Yeah, sat on my couch, caught up on my shows. Yes. What are we that watching? Anything good? I'm watching Fleischman is in Trouble. Have you heard of that? Mm-mm. It's with Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it, I think it's, in my opinion, it started off better mm-hmm. and now I'm getting like a little bit bored, but I am going to finish the season. I mean, you got to commit. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's Jesse Eisenberg, Claire Danes, Janice Ian, aka Lizzie Kaplan. Yep. yep. Love. Adam Brody, hot. Sure. So... Are you watching anything? You know me. I like to rewatch. <laughs> it's call it whatever you want, but I love a rewatch. <laughs> Mental illness? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Listen, call a spade a spade. So I just did a rewatch of Shit's Creek. Oh, really? Yes. I mean, so good. <laughs> it's such a good series. You know, I've never actually finished it. Isa, the last two episodes uh emotional tear jerkers yeah tear jerkers i don't know why i really enjoyed the show so much i think i just didn't want it to end so i just like never really finished it i can appreciate that but that's why i just restarted all over again yeah exactly (laughs) so the cycle of abuse just continues (laughs) right what am i doing i'm like i could just feel it all over again i feel like all the big all the fun shows are on pause or they're done for the year so i know white lotus i'm like how am i supposed to fill my time truly that well doesn't do you know when euphoria comes back and not that i watch it but i know it's another hbo sunday night special i feel like i'm not positive but i feel like it does come back in like january usually i could be totally wrong there you go i I'm excited for the new season of The Gilded Age. (laughs) Oh, I don't watch that. I loved it. (laughs) I know there are a lot of Broadway girlies. Yes, there are. 
but I I didn't get around to watching that. It's okay. I don't really love a period piece. I know you love them. I know. Yes. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Very much so. They don't always do it for me. I don't know. I just, I really like history, I guess. You guess. Girl, you do. <laughs> Please. <laughs> but it has to be like specific type, like a specific type of history, I guess. Because I think there are definitely periods that I'm just like, I have no interest in this. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I do need to finish The do... Crown, too. The new season came out. Oh, see, I don't watch The Crown either. It's good. Okay, so funny. Speaking of Broadway girlies, I had a very odd dream last night, and I meant to text you about it when I woke up. Oh, I was so excited. Please share with the class. It was my first podcast dream. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, yes. So I had a dream that... We had our first ever guest on the pod. Oh my God, who was it? (laughs) Shoshana Bean. (laughs) And I like was leaving something, probably a show, but like that part of the dream wasn't as like relevant, but I just remember leaving something and she was like sitting at a table and like called me over (laughs) by first name. Oh my god, and what she, an honor. I know. And she was like, I'd like love to be a guest on the pod. <laughs> I'm literally reacting as if this really happened. And I was like, well, absolutely. We have to get you on show. We yeah. recorded on, it, like the three of us, like walking through the streets of New York. <laughs> oh dear God. Horrific quality. But she was our first guest. Wow. Could you imagine? I know, right? Manifesting. Manifest it. That's what I was just going to say. We got to put it out there into the spirit of the world. And maybe one day. Who's to say? Shoshana Bean will call me over. Who's to say? Manifest (laughs) it. I was gagged, though, that... In my subconscious, I was like, yes, Michael, Shoshana B knows your first name. (laughs) You are on a first name basis, and she listens to the pod. Who's to say she doesn't? (laughs) That hasn't been proven. Yeah, we don't have the IP addresses of all you listeners out there. Exactly. Who's to say? Who's to say? Wow, that's beautiful. We asked her some good questions, and then it was a great time. Did you have any tea for us? No, not really. Mm. I just found it very odd. I can't believe you had a dream about the podcast. It's so funny. Have you had one yet? (laughs) No, I haven't. But honestly, I also don't remember my dreams a lot of the time. Both of my dreams last night were very vivid. And I remembered them very clearly when I woke up this morning. In any event. Anyway. (laughs) We have a little year in review for you shall we say so obviously we are recording this episode right after christmas so it's like the final week of 2022 mm-hmm. how'd you feel about this year just overall in general yeah um i would say she wasn't the best she wasn't the worst mm-hmm. okay she's I, cute i would agree i'd probably give the dream like a dream 
<laughs> the year like a six, five, five point five. Sure, like it was. Yeah. Now I'm like I can't. Well, I also have a horrible memory in general, but I'm like Me too. trying to think of standout. I don't know. Like it wasn't. I mean, it's definitely gone up. Sure. I mean, look where we were in 2020. I mean, this is the first normal year we've had in a while. Honestly. But yeah, so she's cute. She's cute. You know what? Maybe I'll say a seven. I think I had a solid year. Some things I want to work on for 2023, but overall, I think it was a pretty decent year for me. Do you believe in New Year's resolutions? No. But I believe that if you would like to make one, go for it. <laughs> if it floats your boat. Sure. I'm not going to say that's stupid. Yeah. No, 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 no. We'll see. I'll just try to do my best. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. I think it's a nice, yeah, it's a nice time to reset. Exactly. I agree. A nice clean slate. Which will give us a nice clean slate of new shows to see. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to admit that I was the best at that segue, but we're going to make it work. That's okay. It worked for me. So anyway, Issa and I have decided that we will share with you all, our listeners, our... We need a name. We got to think about it. The Thespians. <laughs> we'll do some brainstorming tomorrow. We'll have a lot of time on our hands. Tomorrow, Michael and I are attempting to do the rush for the Music Man because, you know, regular tickets cost, you know... A fortune. Our entire salary. So... <laughs> Um, we will be waiting in line tomorrow morning in the cold. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. So we'll have a lot of time to brainstorm. Yes. So we're we're recording this episode on Tuesday. So stay tuned to see if we are successful. Yeah, who knows? So we decided that we would kind of share some of our highlights and memorable moments from all of the shows that we have seen this year and so i have my list in front of me i think i counted all of them beautiful would you like to share well first let me ask you how many do you have because most of looking at my list most of these i saw with you but there are a couple that i did not so i want to know where we net out on the scoreboard shall we say (laughs) (laughs) okay let me do some counting real quick okay so for just this year i saw Nine shows, which I know is very obnoxious to say. (laughs) I don't think it's obnoxious. Thank you. (laughs) I saw 10. (laughs) Oh, my God, Michael. So I squeaked by by just one. I feel like I'm missing something on this list, though. Hmm. But for some reason, maybe I'm not. Did you include Titanic? Yes. Oh, I didn't. Oh, there you go. Ten. So I guess mine would be ten. Oh, I want to know what you saw that I did and and vice versa. Oh, should we go through our lists? Sure. Okay. Do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Okay. So mine is in... I'm pretty sure this is in, like, date order because I had to go to my Instagram look at my therapy highlights and see yes. <laughs> see who was All there. All my yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I still can't find my Playbill binder. Oh, that sucks. I need to find it. Yeah. I know. I need to find it. But anyway, so we started the year 
at the Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I saw Moulin Rouge, Paradise Square, Into the Woods at New York City Center Encores. Yes. Birthday Candles. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Strange Loop. Yep. Phantom of the Opera. Oh, I forgot we saw that this year. Then you have 11. Yes, because... So you squeaked by. Okay, yeah, because... So I am, like, really weird and keep a full list of shows that I've seen in my phone. Absolutely. <laughs> but I had seen Phantom before. So you so didn't, I didn't write it. it again. Mm. Okay, yes. Okay, yes, Michael Wall, you keep me on my toes. Kinky Boots off-Broadway. Mm-hmm. Hamilton. Right. For the first time. Yes. Funny Girl. And Titanic. You forgot one. I did? So we are tied then. Take me out. That was this year. Yeah. And you know why? Because they locked our phones, so I couldn't take a picture of the playbill. Oh, you're so right. Yes. That makes so much sense. Thank you for that reminder. So we're tied. I saw all the same as you. Some of them we didn't Mm -hmm. see together. Oh, and some of them I didn't. Like, I didn't see Hamilton this year and kiki boots but i had seen those previously but i also saw the kite runner i'm bummed i didn't get to see that i heard it was very heavy oh my god yeah oh i sobbed yeah i like because i never read the book neither have i so i know you had seen it with friend of the pod grace mm-hmm. and so i was like well i want to try to see it let me read the book first though And I got through, like, the first half of the book or, like, the first segment of the book. And, like, it was good. It kept my attention. Definitely a lot of trauma, heavy shit happening in that. Mm -hmm. And then I guess just something happened where, like, I couldn't – I got busy and, like, I couldn't pick it back up. Oh, that happens to me with every book I try to read. (laughs) It's horrible. And then the next thing I know, like, it closed on Broadway. Mm -hmm. So I was like, ugh. Not as, like, motivated to I never finished the book. Yeah. 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 So I never finished it. I do want to finish it at some point, but I wanted to read it before seeing the show. Yeah. I I don't know why. I've also never read it because everyone loved the book so much and it's been out for a while. But yeah, I never read it either. But the show, I mean, the story is, like you said, it's a lot. It's very heavy, but it is very compelling. I was also front row because I had won the lottery oh or the God. rush or something. And oh my god, <laughs> just saw like full waterworks, like for uh, half the show, just sobbing. <laughs> see, here's the thing I would probably really enjoy that. Oh, yeah, and also, like, because <laughs> I, I feel like this happens a lot with us during movies and shows. Like, I do cry, mm-hmm. but, like, if I'm crying, you're 1,000% crying. Cause Correct, there been, absolutely. <laughs> there have been certain things where, like, I'm not crying. I turn to Michael at the end, and he's, like, <laughs> fully sobbing. That movie that we went to see with Grace that one time with the grandma in China, oh, that the, took me the out. farewell. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's happened like several times. (laughs) But anyway, on to happier things. Oh, the one other show that I also forgot is on my list that I saw is POTUS. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The play. With like Rachel Dratch. 
Mm -hmm. She was so funny in it. She's hysterical. Yeah. It was like Rachel Dratch, Julianne Hoff. Yes. 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 Yeah. All those girlies. Those gals. Yeah. Vanessa Williams. Love. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Funnily enough, I was actually listening on the car ride up. I was shuffling through my music library and the Vanessa Williams cover of Colors of the Wind came on. Oh, gorgeous. Beautiful. (laughs) What more could you want? Seriously. I thought you were going to say Into the Woods. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Issa came up with some like good questions to get our minds thinking and, you know, to allow us to reflect on the year. So we have Mm -hmm. our list of shows. Mm-hmm. And Isa has a couple of questions that are going to probe our reflective minds. Thank you. Yes. My first question is, what was your favorite show of the year? Okay. So... A very, <laughs> you know, smart Easy. question, very intellectual. Listen, we're bring- – no, I, this is not – Hard-hitting you know, the Broadway Intelligentsia podcast. <laughs> this is no. Michael and Issa. We don't fucking know anything. <laughs> doing our shit. <laughs> yeah. So my favorite show this year was a musical, and it was Paradise Square. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> it. I mean, again, going back to a period piece, mm-hmm. Michael loves. Michael loves a period historical fiction piece. And for those of you listening who do not get the opportunity to see Paradise Square, it is the story of a group of Irish American and Black American communities in like the Lower East Side at the turn of, not the turn of the century, before that, in like the mid 1800s kind of around the time period of the Civil War. The Irish are being called to fight, but, you know, the African-American, the Black Americans at the time, are not being allowed to because of the race laws that are in the United States. And it's this, you know, struggle where, you know, the Irish are like, we don't want to fight. And, you know, the African-Americans are like, well, we do. We just can't. But we're not allowed, yeah. But we're not allowed. And I think, aside from it being, like, a very interesting story, the choreography, outstanding. It was amazing. They did such a good job of blending, like, traditional choreography from these two groups into, like, a like Broadway choreo. So cool. I just, I just really loved, I really loved the show. And a lot of people were, like, comparing it to Ragtime. Because it's a similar show in the sense that it's like it's not the topic of race is, you know, very much at the forefront. There's a lot of different storylines happening with all of these different characters. And so going into it, I was like, I don't know. I want to like it because I really like ragtime, but I don't want to be let down. And I think it far exceeded my expectations. And Joaquina Kalumkango. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Incredible. Absolutely phenomenal. Slade. Cried during her 11 o'clock number. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. So, so, so good. 
I actually had an understudy when I saw it mm. who was incredible, like truly would have never known she wasn't like the first choice. She was amazing. But I remember the performance on the Tony Awards and yes. she was just unreal. So good. Yeah. I I was I was totally blown blown away by the show, yeah. by her. And it sucks because there was so much shit going on behind the scenes. I and know. that cast so and that creative up. and everybody involved in that show like got screwed over because of their crook producer. I know. It's so fucked up. I'm like so bummed because the people in that show deserve so much more. Yeah. And first of all, working on Broadway, like I don't know how people do it. How do you physically do that mentally? It it's just like such yeah. a hard job. And you already so often don't get recognized yep. for it. And then on top of it, coming out of the pandemic, like everyone who works on Broadway, all those people were out of mm-hmm. work for yeah. like what a year and a half. It's yeah. just so shitty. It's just such a shame that it didn't run very long because of everything that was going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we obviously don't know everything, but we know that people weren't, you know, people didn't get paid and stuff yeah. like that. And it's just such a shame because it really was a great show. It's, it blows my mind that like that can happen. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Messed up. But all that to say, fantastic show. I did have a couple of notes I did feel like they could have tweaked the book a bit and I feel like Mm -hmm. they could have made it a little bit less complex of a storyline in the sense that like there were so many different storylines. Yeah, there were a lot of things going on. We could have cut a couple characters and been fine. Otherwise, I feel like overall very much really enjoyed the show and it's really shitty because I don't have a cast album that I can listen to. I know, which I feel bad for them too that they don't have that. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it's messed up. But now Joaquina is in Into the Woods. Yes. And an, I'm pretty <laughs> sure, if I'm remembering correctly, I think a woman who is in the ensemble is now in six. I believe so too. Um, that was such a talented cast. Yes. So I hope that everyone is, you know, now in other shows and doing well. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it that show surprised me. Like I was interested in it, but I wasn't dying to see it and I really did enjoy it. It did really pleasantly surprise me. Also have to give a shout out to Sidney DuPont. Phenomenal. Mm. Absolutely phenomenal. He played Washington Henry, the young man who like escaped from the South. I think I also had an understudy for that role as well. Really? I wish I knew the understudy's name because understudies deserve the shout out. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So that was my favorite show of 2022. Issa, what was yours? Mine was Into the Woods. Uh, love it. So good. I had never seen a production of it before. I'd only seen the movie. Mm-hmm. And we saw it before it was on Broadway. But, yes. you know, same, same shit. Yeah. And it was just the cast was so amazing. Like, truly not a week link in the bunch everyone gave such an incredible performance i know that cast has changed so many times and i feel like truly everyone who has been in it at this point i would have loved to see and it was really funny which i wasn't really expecting and obviously it's sondheim so like great music and 
I would love to see it again, truly. I would love to see Joaquin in it. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I think for me it was just really the performances. Everyone was so, so good. Obviously, we love Gavin. Of course. We'll see him in anything he's in. Yep, absolutely. Prince of Broadway. (laughs) I thought the girl who played Little Red was great. She was so funny. Hysterical. We saw Heather Headley in it. Mm. Who... I mean, Broadway royalty. Truly. That woman is. Ungodly. How is she even real? Just the sound that comes out of her, and she's so beautiful. She's like insane. I wonder why she didn't go to the Broadway transfer, but. I feel like she was filming something or like. I was going to say, I feel like it must have been. Yeah. A um, conflict. Scheduling conflict. Yeah. yeah. Also, Neil Patrick Harris was in it when we saw it, and he was hilarious. He was. Oh, just such good performances. I would truly love to see it again, but I think it closes pretty soon. I think it's a so, too. Yeah. But loved. Yes. So good. I mean, can't say enough good things about Heather Headley. Oh, my God. Her last Unreal. midnight was. Insane. <sighs> truly, to say the least. Do we have a least favorite show? Should we stir the pot a bit? Moulin Rouge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously, like, everyone knows the movie. Mm-hmm. And anytime I think you stage a show based off of a movie, you're already kind of setting yourself up for a little bit of disappointment. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really go in with high expectations. Mm-hmm. I went to see Aaron Tveit. That's why I was there. Same. Yep. <laughs> and in my opinion, sounded great. Yeah. The man is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But other than that, really not that memorable. No. Um, it didn't do it for me. And I will never get over the fact that Satine switched her accent up about 17 different times. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't do it for me. I don't even think I can say it was campy because I think they were trying to make something really good. Mm. No, like, yeah, I think I, with yes. camp, like, it has to be like, yeah, this is like bad on purpose. So, so that's it's what good. makes it good. Yes. Right. This was like not aware of itself. Like some of the song mashups, I was just like, oh, like, it's just not... It's it was tacky at times. Yeah. Yeah. It was tacky. So, I mean, hey, it was fun to sit in that audience. Sure. <laughs> I, like, if you go in thinking, like, this is not going to be anything, like, great, it's a fun time. Because it's, yes. like, silly and over the top and it's kind yes. of like a spectacle. But it's not actually good. Correct. You know? <laughs> right. It's all yeah. smoke and mirrors. Yeah, I, I would agree that I think Moulin Rouge was my my least favorite. I really feel like they thought they were onto something. <laughs> and I was like, this is yeah. not giving what you guys you think, think it's, it's giving. giving. Yeah. It's not. No. Yeah, I, I wouldn't see it again. I can't. I probably would not. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but again, and I think we talked about this on maybe the last episode. Like, the first number is incredible. Oh, yeah, my God, it's like a party in there. But then afterward, I'm like, I'm just like all right, Ooh. yeah, I can go now. <laughs> okay, next question. 
Yes. What was your most memorable Broadway moment of the year? That would be going to see Mandy Gonzalez's last performance as Angelica Schuyler in Hamilton. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. I have been on the hunt for Mandy Gonzalez live performance for a long time now. Long yeah. time. So it started back when I saw Wicked for the first time. She was in for as Alphaba during this stint, and I had the understudy during the matinee. It's fine. Jennifer Denoya was great. But I was like, so close, Mandy. So close. And then I want to say in like 2019, she was doing a concert out at like NJ Pack in Newark mm-hmm. that I was going to buy a ticket to go to, but it was on oh, my I birthday. Oh, I remember that. I remember that. And I had, or maybe it was 2018. I had first moved into, it was like, I was finally living in Manhattan and I had like friends coming in. We were going to go out. So I was like, it's going to be too close for me to go out there for a concert, then come back the same night. Mm-hmm. So that was number two. And obviously she's been in Hamilton as Angelica for a long time. Oh my God, yeah. She, you know, replaced Renee Lee's Goldsberry, who was the original, Angelica Schuyler. Mm-hmm. And I want to say she replaced her in like 2016. Maybe, yeah. I saw it, I think I saw Hamilton in 2017 and she was in it then. Who? So yeah, it's been a Mandy, Mandy Gonzalez, yeah. Uh, yes. So it's been a long yes. time. She, yeah. She has done she put in her work. Yeah. And let's just add she was yes. also battling cancer at the same yes. time. I mean went through breast cancer Jesus treatment. Christ. Yeah. Yes, I just confirmed. Unreal. Mandy took over the role of Angelica Schuyler on September sixth, twenty sixteen. That is insane. And I mean, like, I know COVID, you have to delete right. a year and a half. Sure. But even still, <clears throat> still, like... To come back to it after? Crazy. Yeah. So She's unreal. She, she The beast, as Seth Rodetsky <laughs> calls her. Yeah, seriously. Anytime she would post something as Angelica on Instagram, mm-hmm. I would get nervous. Mm. And I was like, because I had, I have to see her. Yeah. And so she finally posted that she would be leaving the cast of Hamilton on September 11th, 2022. Mm -hmm. Within five minutes, I had my ticket. Yeah. I was like, I'm going. I don't care how much it costs because I have waited far too long not to see her in this role. Plus, like, the last show for anybody is always fun. I I agree. Totally. Or, like, the closing night of a show. Yeah. During curtain call, like, everyone came out bringing her flowers. And I'm sure there's, like, theater rituals that they do. Like, everyone, like, got on the floor and banged the floor. Mm -hmm. It was so special. And I'm up there (laughs) in, like, the upper mezzanine hysterically (laughs) crying. (laughs) Uh, But so that was probably my most memorable. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful, Michael. What a beautiful moment. Shout out to Mandy. (laughs) what was yours your most memorable moment from this year all right i'm gonna be honest mine is a very different tone oh okay the most memorable broadway moment of 2022 whether you show saw the show or not was jesse williams and take me out Uh, i assume i knew that's where this was going let's be real sure 
That will stay with you. Because here's the thing. Okay, so for everyone listening who is not familiar with Take Me Up, cover your ears if you don't like graphic. Yeah. Um, but We're all adults here. Come on. So essentially in Take Me Out, there's a lot of nudity. Mm-hmm. And Jesse Williams, who is from Grey's Anatomy, mm-hmm. is on stage at one point, not wearing any clothing. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. Very memorable. And the reason I say that even if you didn't see the show yes. is because somehow someone snuck their phone in because they mm-hmm. actually lock up your phone before mm-hmm. you sit down. And so I don't know how, but someone snuck in a phone and took a picture and mm-hmm. it was just, you know, all over the it internet. It was like pop culture news. Yeah, it was crazy. And that's messed up. It is. Like, I understand that he is agreeing to be naked on stage, but that does not mean he is agreeing no. to be naked in front of the entire world. And then plus, after that, ticket sales totally declined. And it's like, yes, everyone knows that Jesse Williams is this, like, sex symbol. Like, sure. he's very attractive, whatever. Sure. But, like, I'm like, that's so messed up that literally the show, like, didn't do well after that. Yeah. Also, we saw it so early that I had no idea going into that show that that was going to, all that was going to happen. When they locked up our phones, that's when I got the idea, like, okay, there must be some nudity. Because that's never happened to me at a Broadway show where they lock up your phone. So I was like, okay, there must be something. But you know what's so funny, though, about when we saw Take Me Out is, (laughs) so for anyone who doesn't know, the show is about a gay baseball player Mm -hmm. who comes out during the show, played by Jesse Williams. And so the whole show is about baseball. It all takes place like, you know, in the locker room, you know, all, it's all about baseball. And we saw it literally baseball opening weekend. That's right. We did. (laughs) So I was like, literally tonight is like opening night. Do they even say that for baseball? I don't know. The first game, like the Yankees first game of the season. And we are at a play. (laughs) About a gay baseball player with so much male nudity. I was like, of course. (laughs) Nothing if not consistent. I was like, it's so fitting. I can't. (laughs) Sorry. Next is the most surprising moment. What show surprised you the most? It's a hard question. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. I'm going to say birthday candles. I have the same answer. (gasps) Ah! (laughs) Okay. And here's why. So for context, everyone, birthday candles is a play. Mm -hmm. And Deborah Messing was playing the lead role. Yeah. And it's a very small cast. There's like four people. And essentially the setting of the show is on Deborah Messing's character's birthday mm-hmm. every year. She like ages as the show goes on. And so you see like these characters, like a neighbor, a husband, children come in and out of her life. Mm-hmm. And I I had no idea that that's what it was about. I was going to go see Deborah Messing on stage. Let's yeah. be honest. Hello, gay icon. Yeah. <laughs> so I, and I think that's, I, Really enjoyed the story. Cried a lot. Yeah. Ooh, it was. Did I cry? It was a tearjerker. I can't remember. I can't remember if I did. I feel like I did. 
I was just so surprised and so pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Also, I think we should add that it spans over like 70 years or something like that. She goes from a teenager to like an old, old woman. And she doesn't, first of all, I think she's on stage the entire show. Mm -hmm. I don't think she left at all, which is crazy, like to not even have any break. It's basically like her whole life. And there's no change to her like they don't change her makeup or anything like that mm-hmm. to make her look younger or older. Like mm-hmm. her styling changes a little bit. When she's a teenager, she has like a bow in her hair and things yep. like that. But mm-hmm. what I thought was so interesting was without any help of any like prosthetics or makeup or anything like that, so much of it was based on like her posture and just yes. like the way she stood and the way she moved mm-hmm. that I actually found it really fascinating. I had never seen anything like that on stage where it shows so much of someone's life and it's all played by one person. Person. Mm -hmm. I I agree completely. I feel like you put it, you articulated it very well. (laughs) I think that what she was able to do with that character and how she was able to truly transform because, and here's the thing too, like during the show, it's not like they ever said like, Deborah Messing's birthday, you know, 40 years later or her 50th birthday. It was like a ding, wasn't it? Like a little like bell chime would go off and then like she would age. You didn't know how old she was, but you could Mm -hmm. see through like her character expression. Yes. And I agree. I completely agree with you. Maybe people don't take Deborah Messing super seriously because she's always been on like sitcoms and stuff like that. She really was amazing in that. She was. Like, and that was such a physical role. Like, truly, for so much of the show, she was completely hunched over playing this elderly woman. I was, I was watching that show. I was like, she must be in so much pain doing that. People just don't really take her seriously. And honestly, before, like, myself included, I feel like before this, I was like, I mean, I love Will and Grace, but I didn't, never thought of her as this, like, great actress. I thought she was really good in it. I agree. And I just thought it was a very interesting show. Like, I had never seen anything like it. I completely agree with you. Yeah. And I I went in with low expectations. I was like, you know what? It's never messy. And the characters, I mean, the tickets are like 30 bucks. Sure. Why not? And then I was like, that was actually really good. Good. Yeah. Completely agree with you. Completely yeah. agree with you. We love when that happens. It's always nice we to be love surprised. a little surprise. I guess, so that I think for me was like the big standout. I have a couple, I think maybe like other like fun surprises. I loved the off-Broadway Kinky Boots revival. Oh, I do want to see that. And I was so pleasantly surprised because, I mean, the Broadway show is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It might be one of my favorites. Definitely top oh, 10. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And obviously when you're off-Broadway, you know, you have a smaller theater, usually lower budget, what they were able to do, incredible. And I was concerned going in. I was like, I don't want to sit here and be like trying to compare the two. Yeah. And I just, I never felt like I was doing that the entire show. Mm -hmm. And it was so good. I loved it. Loved, 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 loved. Yeah. (laughs) And then the last thing, I was pleasantly surprised by Titanic. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, so fun. I, See, that is a perfect example of camp done right. Yes, absolutely. They know it's camp and they lean into it completely. And mm-hmm. that's what makes it good. And that's what makes it fun. So funny. So, And I was not sold at first. 
Yeah, me too. The first like 15 minutes, I was like, what? What's going on? So, and Mm -hmm. again, some context. Titanic is the quote unquote true story of what (laughs) happened between Jack and Rose on the Titanic as told by and with the songs of Celine Dion. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because she claims that she was on the Titanic. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And so she acts as like the narrator. Yeah. And she is singing her Celine Dion, doing her shtick. So good. And like, I thought the comedy was so well done. It was so funny. I thought it was hysterical that Frankie Grande's character's name was Victor Garber. (laughs) I know. So they performed recently, I think it was on like Seth Meyers. It was one of the late shows. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta say like, if you've seen a clip of it, you might get discouraged from going because it is so campy. If I just saw that with no context and I didn't get that it's like a parody musical and it's supposed to be campy and over the top and silly, like if I didn't know that going into it with that context, I probably wouldn't be interested in it if I just saw a clip. Mm -hmm. You have to know that it's supposed to be silly and fun and over the top and stupid and that's what makes it so fun so exactly if you saw the clip and you're not interested just know that it's not literally supposed to be like a titanic musical it's titanic (laughs) it's titanic it's an important (laughs) distinction that needs to be made yeah exactly Uh, i'm trying to look at my list i feel like i covered a lot of my yeah Big moments. I feel like me too. And I know this is a little premature because technically we probably have at least one, if not two more shows left in 2022. But. Wait, why? Well, because technically if we see the Music Man this week. Oh, oh, right. Oh. <laughs> it'll be in 2022. <laughs> right. I forgot. Cross your fingers for us that the waiting will be worth it. And that Sutton Foster will be in. Oh my God, don't even. Forget Hugh. I don't need that. I didn't even think about the possibility of her not being in it. Yeah, that's not that's not happening. I would be honestly intrigued at seeing his understudy, Max hmm. Clayton. Because Max Clayton, fun fact if you didn't know, is either married or in a long-term relationship with, I do not know the difference, with Matt Doyle, who won the Tony from Company this year. Oh, I had no idea. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love Matt Doyle. He's so So adorable. He is so cute and so talented. And I remember maybe when like he first went on, like the first time he had to fill in, I think it's because he got covid yeah. Sutton like made a whole big to do at the end of the show. Like yeah. said, this man works so hard. I was like. I remember Hugh Jackman did something similar to when Sutton Foster was out, like for yes. her understudy. And he's just the nicest man. Hugh? Yeah. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's so sweet. I feel like everyone just says that. Like everyone's like, he truly is just such a nice, normal guy. So I would like to see him for sure. But. I'm definitely going for Sutton, number one. That's why we're there. So yeah, hopefully it's worth it. (laughs) (laughs) It will be. 
Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> well. All right. Anything else to round us out this year? It's so funny, though, because, like, I was, when I was looking back, I kept thinking, like, Broadway just reopened this year. Mm. And I forgot it was technically last September. So yeah. we had saw those couple of shows. Yep. Like, Carolina Change, Six. Six, yeah. Company. Mm-hmm. That um, was this time last year. Did we see anything else? Or was it just those three? Oh, I also saw a play called Passover. I think that was my first show back from mm. COVID. And I also saw a play called Clyde's. Got it. With Uzo Aduba. You're a play girly. I love a good play. I mean, I also love musicals, but I I appreciate a good play. For sure. sure. I will say, the Deborah Messing play really might be changing my tune. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, well, I'll see you bright and early. Yes. Can't wait. <laughs> Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. <laughs> and to our listeners, thank you once again for coming on this journey with us, you know, mm-hmm. wrapping up 2022 with a new episode for you guys. Yes, more so, to come in 2023. Yes, we're excited to see where the new year takes the pod, but we can't do it without your support. So don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Yes. Thank you so much. All right. All righty. Peace and blessings. And don't forget to sit and putter. <laughs> Sit and pada. Bye. Bye.